Removing Stigma from Finances. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I am Stephanie, a mother of three, wife, and avid mountain climber. Beyond all of these, I am very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Cindia Rivera. She works on taking families from financial frustration to financial freedom. Cindia is passionate about helping families change their financial legacy. Her mission is to empower individuals and couples to master their finances and create a positive money mindset. Cindia has helped many families find financial freedom by coaching them on how to create a spending plan, save money, and pay down debt while enjoying life with their loved ones. Cindia has taken Dave Ramsey's Financial Coach Master Training. She is a certified professional financial coach and is currently studying to become an accredited financial counselor. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome to the Intimacy Truths Podcast, where we have Miss Cindia here to share with us a little bit about finances redesigned, removing the stigma. So welcome, Cindia. Sorry, I said your name wrong. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm so happy to be here today. You're very welcome. Okay, so tell us, what was your journey? How did you start with, how did you overcome your financial struggles in, in the beginning of your, uh, your journey? Uh, well, for us, my husband and I, um, in July, it will be 30 years, and we'll be celebrating of marriage. It's our anniversary. And uh, we, when we first got married, we got married when we were 20, 20 years old, we were young. And um, like every new couple, you're wanting to, you know, you get your apartment, you want to furnish your apartment, um, you're just starting out, um, not really knowing how to manage your finances, uh, your money, you think you're doing well, you're going by what you've learned by watching your parents, because parents don't really talk to you about money, right? So my husband loves to eat, so I'd say most of his money went on food. I was a little bit of a saver, but still wasn't really wise in how, you know, how, what, what we, we, I did with my money. And um, we, again, being a new couple, wanting to have things for our apartment and all, we got a credit card offer in the mail. And that's where it all started. One credit card offer in the mail. And we were like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. So we were pre-approved. We said, yes, we took the card. We got furniture and we're like oh man we don't have to pay for this now well you know and so um we did that you get approved for one credit card you're gonna get another offer mm. you take that one you're gonna get another offer and so we fell into that cycle of um saying yes to these pre-approvals and getting these credit cards and we're thinking it's okay you know we just only have to pay the minimums as long as we make those payments we're fine but we didn't realize that we quickly could get into trouble by doing that because we were using the credit cards and although we were paying the minimums on them, we were maxing out the credit cards. Mm. So the minimums were going high, were going, uh, the, the, it was, the minimums were still high, were high for us, right? And 
we weren't we were only paying anything on it, just we were paying all interest. Uh, we didn't pay attention to what would happen if you made a late payment. We didn't know what the, uh, didn't understand anything about interest rates or APRs or annuals or any of that. And so anyways, it got us into this big financial mess. So we had all this credit card debt that we had now. We couldn't make the minimal payments anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so needless to say, they started going slowly one by one to collections. And we didn't understand credit either. Uh, so that was another thing. So now we have these uh, collections hurting our credit. We have this debt that we owe. I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom with our daughter, and I wasn't able to do that. So that was a problem. We tried to do that two or three times, and it would last maybe two or three months, and I'd have to go back to work. Mm. And it was that was really hard for me. I carried a lot of guilt for it because I wanted to be home with my daughter. I think I was I was only home with her maybe three weeks when I had to return to work. So that was really, really hard because I felt like I lost that, that time of bonding, you know, that every mom wants to have with their child. So that was extremely hard for me. And so it caused um, stress and the guilt was there, the stress was there. Then you have my husband who, uh, you know, he was the main breadwinner, even though I work, but he brought in, you know, most of the income. And um, so he worked hard. My husband's always been uh, hardworking. I mean, just, he could do anything, yeah. <laughs> anything. And um, so of course that would make him feel like he wasn't bringing in enough mm. because his wife couldn't stay home like she wanted to. And so that caused, you know, again, the stress there, the emotions were like everywhere. We couldn't talk about it because we didn't know where, where to start. And if we'd start, if I'd say something, you know, I'd feel like maybe I was making him feel bad. And, and so it just caused a lot of problems in our relationship. Mm -hmm. It added to the stress that was there, added to, um, uh, caused a lot of financial anxiety. We couldn't do things that we wanted to do, like go on vacations, go on weekend getaways, just, you know, just he and I, because it was always, we don't have the money for it. So we were literally living paycheck to paycheck, not because we didn't have the money. It was just because we didn't manage the money. Yeah. Up. And I love that. So that's, that was our journey in financial. It started, it started early in our marriage. It really did. And I want to say it was there for about 19 years of our marriage. Mm, wow. um, we were, we weren't even lavish spenders. We, like I said, we weren't even going on vacations and it's just that we weren't managing where we were, we were living like day to day, not thinking about the future, not thinking, Hey, we have a child now. We should have money and savings. Emergencies happen. We wanted to buy a house. We tried two times and couldn't do it because we, our credit score was shot because yeah. of all of the, the debt that we had um, and we didn't have any money in savings. Um, but when we finally got to the point that we can buy a house, we were trying to, we were cleaning up our the mess that we were in slowly. We were able to buy a house, but apparently we didn't learn. So we got back into a financial mess. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, what is going on here? 
So it actually took, Stephanie, it took, it took us to lose that first house. We, we worked hard to get the house. And then when the market crashed, and I won't even blame it on the market crash. I blame it on the fact that we, we didn't manage our finances right. Yeah. We didn't have to lose our home. So that was the wake-up call for us. It's mm. like, okay, something's got to give here. We need to do something about it. And that's when we sat down and started to say, okay, what is going on? How do we start working and then make this right? Yes. And so earlier I said, I love that when you were talking about managing the finances, but the terms managing the money, it's not that you don't have it, it's that you're not managing it. And that's probably most people's cases. But when I said, I love that you were talking about a very tough part of your story. So I wanted to make sure I clarified <laughs> with the listeners and with you that I was talking about the, the terms, learning to manage the money. It's important because money really affects your, like you were saying, your overall stress in your relationship and the emotional stress that it brings into it. And so it's not just the money, it's it just, it, it's a part of the entire picture. And it's one of the main precursors in the entire picture that impact what that picture looks like and, and how you're engaging with each other. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, how was the conversation with you or your husband as children with like family? Like what are your, what was your family conversation around money when you were a kid? Um, growing up, I grew up in, uh, low, we were low income. Um, we were in the welfare system. And so what I did see was that my mom managed the very little that we had. She managed it well. Okay. She did not believe in debt, which I admire. She, and to this day, she doesn't, she doesn't like getting into debt. Same here. I, I hate getting into debt. I really yeah. do. So I, I remember that this is how we grew up. And going to McDonald's for us was like going to Red Lobster. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time. When my sister and I, when my, my mom said we're going to McDonald's, I was like, yay, happy meals. But it was like, it was, yeah. it was just so much fun, right? So I saw that. I saw that my mom did not like debt. She did not want to um, have anything hanging over her. We, you know, things were all, we, we were able to pay the rent, the light bill, all of that. Everything was fine. But, you know, there were, I, I just observed those things. There were things that I couldn't do. I, I, there were some field trips in school I couldn't go to. Um, I remember in high school and you know what? I don't even think about it no more, but my mom does. Yeah. She brings up when I was in high school, there was an opportunity. I don't know if it was sophomore or junior year where uh, it was a a trip to Mexico for something. I think it was, I can't remember. It was some trip where I could have gone to for something with school and um, I couldn't go. We didn't have the money for it. And uh, I guess I'm sure at the time I felt really bad about it. And probably really sad because I couldn't go and this and that. And, um, but I forgot. And she brings it up. Mm -hmm. She still tells me, I really wish that you could have gone to that. I really wish that we could have had the money so that you could go. Now, there's a difference. They didn't have the money for it. Right. If that would happen to us, we probably would have had the money, my husband and I, to say to send our daughter if we would have managed our finances correctly, the money yeah. would have been there. So there's right. two different, right? So that's how I grew up. My husband, on the other hand, um, they're a little more well off. And his parent, his his um, dad was the breadwinner. His mom was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. They were a bigger family. And they went on vacations and things like that. But they didn't talk about money, but he did observe how his dad was hardworking, which mm-hmm. is 
that's what my husband does. He's hardworking. He, you know, he brings in the money, make sure that we're taken care of and all that. So he saw that, but he, um, he wasn't really, they, it's not like they sat down and talked to him and say, this is how you manage your money. Right. He just observed. So he knew they were taken care of. He knew his dad worked, brought in the money. There was food on the table all the time. They could go on, they can do things. Um, but that's just what he observed. No one right. actually sat down and talked to him. Hey, this is how you actually manage your money. This yeah. is what you do. Which so brings those were me- our two, yeah, those were our two backgrounds. Yes. Which brings me to the whole piece of like, I'm super passionate about this and having the difficult conversation, like that conversation nobody wants to have, like I'm known for, we're doing it, right? We're talking about it. And had you, either of you had the opportunity to understand what mom was doing when she was managing her money, because parents oftentimes they're like, oh, I have to be perfectionist. I have to show to my kids like how to do it, but they show through doing versus through telling and showing by doing and telling is very important and having that equal conversation, not mm-hmm. just with money, with uh, behind closed doors, with how do you engage in relationships, with what are your boundaries in relationships, right? Like as people, we kind of just engage in things the way we want to and do what we want, but we don't necessarily talk about why we want to do it. Um, right. So it's really interesting that the two of you saw pretty good, healthy, you know, mm-hmm. even though it was very different uh socioeconomic systems you Mm -hmm. still saw some pretty good healthy behavior patterns and but didn't have the opportunity to learn it on your own terms and and try to investigate so that you could continue on that uh simply just because not having conversations so exactly it's it's really interesting um so so you talked about two different times where you had sort of that uh, pivot or dip or dip in your uh in your financial freedom so what how did you get out of that that second one um so and when you got to that point where we realized that okay something's got to get we, yeah. we're at this point now where now we're really stressed now we have our son is in the picture um yeah. at this time i i was at home because i had gone back to college and my son was a surprise. I find out I'm pregnant with my son and uh, we had decided, okay, now we're going to try for me to stay home. And then it was perfect. Okay. He, he came along. Okay. Well, I could stay home with him, but it was hard. It was still tough for us. We had just lost the house and, um, we were, I remember we're sitting at church one day and we're talking about Dave Ramsey's financial peace university. And it just sounded like, you know what, this is something that we need. I remember yeah. turning to my husband and saying, we need this. <laughs> and he just looked at me. I'm like, we truly need to do that. He says, okay, well, I mean, we have to commit to it. Yeah, definitely. So we went ahead and we signed up for the financial peace university course. My daughter, do- our daughter was 16 at the time and we brought her with us. And that's how she learned how to manage her money. Okay. Listening, listening and us having conversations at home. Yeah. We really got like, we just sat down and we started looking at everything and said, what do we need to do? And how are we going to start paying things? And what are we going to sacrifice now? And then we just got really, really serious about our money. So we're like, this is not going to happen to us again. And we are not, we don't want our children to go through the same thing. Yeah. And so we started to do that, um, which allowed me to then just stay with my son until he was a goal, you know, he went to pre-K and then I decided to go back to work. Yeah. Um, but it, I always say that was the most amazing. Uh, we took a vacation that year, which we haven't had in years. Yeah. And it was the most amazing vacation because we had already started this journey of managing our finances, 
budgeting everything, putting money away, paying off debt and all. And uh, I remember that was our first time going to Tennessee. And it was the first vacation in many years. And it was the best ever. Why? Because everything was paid up front. All of our bills at home were taken care of. The vacation was already paid. We did not have to, we didn't have any credit cards, but had we had a credit card, because we said we weren't going to have any more, we wouldn't have to depend on it. Mm-hmm. Everything was saved for. We had an amazing vacation. We budgeted for it. We came back. We still had money left over, but we didn't have to take, we didn't have to worry about, oh, did we pay the rent? It, everything was taken care of. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was the most memorable vacation because of the, because of the finest part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then so, even the, um, the, to go back to your conversation with your daughter, like there was this, and to, to bring in what we're talking about today, removing the stigma from, from redesigning your finances, you didn't have, you weren't embarrassed. Like as parents, you weren't embarrassed to have a conversation. And that right there, it could, that's like even more gold than, than having the conversation about finances, because now your daughter knows that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have weaknesses. Your weaknesses and your strengths are equally loved and cared for. And you removed that guilt and that shame from the process for her and for your family, which now creates that ability to have that abundance mindset. So then when you are moving from a place of growth and moving from a place of abundance rather than fixed or lack mindset, you're able, which is a book by Dr. Carol Dweck, Mindset, if anyone's interested in reading, but um, you're, you're now able to move into the conversation seamlessly. And so then it, you're not moving it from like, oh no, we have this X dollars and we don't have enough. And it's like this kind of lack, you're moving it to like, we have this and this is where we want to go. And this is what we're going to do to get there. It's a, yeah, it's definitely about setting goals. Yes. yes, you you there's things you want and there's things that you want to do because I'm all about we can enjoy life. It's I mean we can still go, we can get away, we can travel, we can do these things, but you have to make sure that you set money aside for it. So you set a goal. And like you said, okay, well, maybe our vacation is a two thousand dollar vacation and we have you know nine hundred dollars. Okay, that's fine. That means we all we still need eleven hundred dollars. Right. How are we going to make it happen? Do we need to yeah. sacrifice some things just so we can make it happen? How much do we really want to go to the vacation? Mm-hmm. With my daughter, um, when she came with us, okay, she was listening. We were having the conversations at home. Um, we were uh, teaching her, this is what we did wrong, yeah. right? This is how we're going to correct it. Yeah. This is what you can do. And then we taught her as well as far as we're like, well, what's the best way to teach her how to manage money? She wasn't working yet. Mm-hmm. So there were things that we, you know, girls get every month that you have to buy supplies, yeah. girls, you know, yeah. Yeah. all kinds of hairspray, all kinds of things. Right. Yeah. So we had to make a list. What do we buy for you on a monthly basis? And this is not food. This is just all these like toiletry and things like that. Extra make things, except for, you know, the time of the month stuff that is like a necessity, but the yeah. hairspray is not a necessity. The makeup's not a necessity, right? Yeah. All those extra wants, not needs. Yes. I said, what do we buy? What is, how, um, how much is it? And we're going to give you that amount every month. You're going to manage that. So I think it was around $60. I said, you're going to manage that. We're going to give you $60 every first of the month. You're going to buy your own things. If you have money left over, great. Keep it, spend it, roll it over, whatever you want to do. Just remember, if your products, whatever you need to buy is done, you have to wait until next month to give you the $60 again. Right. And she did that. I mean, she would put it in an envelope and she managed it. And to this day, she still manages her money by budgeting. 
she cannot go off of a budget at all. It'll just like, oh, what's going on? Because she learned to do that. But it was, from, again, having those healthy conversations yeah. and teaching her how to manage. And if she, and it, it's okay if you mess up. It's okay. What do you do next? Right. You just don't stay there. Because for us back then, it was hard. And the hardest thing was, who do we talk to about it? Because it's so personal and you, there's so many feelings that come with it, guilt, shame, embarrassment, all kinds of things. Who do you talk to? It, you know, it's like, if you don't have anyone, is family going to judge you? Are friends going to judge you? Who do you talk to? And when you don't have that, it's just you two and you two are already stressed out. Yeah. It makes it really, really hard. So I thank so, God we were able to finally get to that point and we can make it work. Yeah. Many people don't have that. No. I always say that that's, that's where I come in. Remove the guilt and shame first, and then everything else is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's definitely my passion is to help people remove the guilt and the shame from their lives. Um, thank you very much for sharing your story. And I, do, I would like to give you the opportunity because we, we do know that you work family finances redesign, which I think is an amazing uh, business title. It really describes what you do. So you, do you want to talk a little bit about what you do? Yes. So as you said, that's my business, Family Finances Redesign. I'm going on four years of running my business. Yeah. I work with individuals and couples who are feeling the, um, the weight of financial stress. So I say I take you from financial frustration to financial freedom. Uh-huh. And um, I work with single moms, single parents, um, individuals who aren't married, have no families, just them. I work with couples who are... Um, are struggling with the finances, are struggling with talking about finances, helping them have healthy conversations about money, setting financial goals together, creating a plan that is aligned with their values, aligned with their goals, and creating that roadmap to financial freedom and success. Um, It's all about redesigning the way they view money and the way they handle money and changing their family's financial future. And two, so you're you're the person to talk to before they go to a financial advisor. You're yeah. the person to get everything set up for them to help yeah. them with being able to set their. I was actually talking to a financial advisor yesterday, and their their conversation was like families who make 200k or more, and it's like, well, there's a lot of families that don't make that and aren't able to meet that, and yeah. then it's like, how do you even get there before you you know can then talk to somebody who can help you with really all the other stuff that financial advisors do? So I love what how the approach you're taking because average America doesn't make 200k. <laughs> right, right, and you know what, and, and it's so funny too because even a person who's making 200, 300k. If Probably their finances wise, <laughs> they're going to stress just exactly as this person who's making fifty thousand. Yep, exactly. So not everyone is ready for investing. They want to, and we want everyone to invest in their future because that's their future. They want to be able to retire comfortably. Mm-hmm. But if you can't take care of what's going on today, you're not going to get to that point. No, nope. I can help you with what's going on today, so you can get to a financial advisor quicker. Mm. You know, versus waiting another 10 years to go sit down with one. I think even to add an added benefit before we end is to, to this conversation is it doesn't matter what, what social status you're in. Mm-hmm. The stress, the guilt, the shame is all the same. Just one person has more resources than another. But even then, that person who might have more resources actually probably doesn't have 
more resources again, like you said, because they're not managing themselves properly and financial health. If you can, if you're listening and you're like, Oh no. And you're kind of feeling down or you're feeling like, ah, oh, that guilt and shame is creeping up. Just stop and think about, okay, how do I handle my finances? Because how I handle my finances might be how I handle my life. And if I really want to make these changes, you have two amazing people, not to float my own boat, but two amazing people here who really want to help you to say that again. I said, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> that really want to help, like the tag teaming of giving you the opportunity and the the um, the skills to get to that next step in life that you crave. Uh, I know for myself, I, I, I come from same thing, uh, low income, poverty and, and such. So to be where I am today is, is a blessing. To be where I am today, I'm lucky to be here. Uh, and that I'm really passionate about, you know, I've had a lot of earth angels over time and you and I, I, I consider ourselves earth angels, people who have had the opportunity, who got that one little hand up, not hand out, hand up, right? right. Hand right. out, total different ball game. Hand mm -hmm. up is, is really where the action happens because that one little person said, here, try this, here, do this, here, do this. And along the way, we, we were able to climb that ladder and get to where we are. And uh, so it's not easy. You see us on, you see, go to our websites, you're like, oh, they, they're lucky to be there. No, don't compare us to what you think yeah. is luck because it's hard work and we're willing to help you do I'm that work. work. Exactly, definitely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. It's always a wonderful conversation to have with you. Thank you so much. This was great. I love You're it. Very, You're very welcome.